I'm Nikia. I'm so excited, as you can obviously tell. I know I've been gone for a little bit. I'm sorry. Your girl has some personal issues that she kind of had to like handle. You feel me? Like this depression and anxiety thing is is really real in my life. As we know, I'm still mourning the loss of my grandmother. Then Mood AF is transitioning to a bunch of different things. I'm trying to balance my work social life. Like I'm kind of like all over the place, but I need everybody to understand that Mood AF means so much to me. And I'm so thankful for all of the support that you guys give me, all of the love that you give me. I am totally here for it, but I'm back and I'm fucking better. All right. So understand you're going to get content. We're going into home stretch fourth quarter. I'm at least giving you guys another three or four shows. I'm going to try my hardest to give you guys three or four shows before the end of the year. Um, as always, big thank yous to my family, my friends, my team. I love you guys. And of course, I have somebody really special behind the man behind the mic, as we all know, Parrish. I got P behind the mic today. Again, as we know, episode six, Nick, was all about me, all about your girl. So I took I wanted to take a topic that means a lot to me and something that I deal with because it's a trauma and granted I'm getting older so these traumas kind of need to be handled and challenged and spoken about and I feel like I'm not the only female that has this trauma. So the trauma I'm referring to is women with daddy issues. Now usually women with father issues, daddy issues, get a bad rap because they go looking for love in all the wrong places with all the wrong dudes. Now, I kind of want to clear that up because that's not always the case. At least for me, I'm not looking for love in all of the wrong places. I just kind of encounter a lot of fuckboys and then I just kind of be like, all right, well, I want to date you or okay, well, like I think you're great. And then shit happens and then shit gets real and you have to deal with me and you got to deal with all the fuck shit that I go through on a daily basis. So, I see you grinning over there, Mr. P. What's up? All tea, all shade, all offense on my life and these daddy issues. What's up? Mm, I mean, it seems that Pops was pretty offensive. So. Uh, I mean. Nah, my pops definitely did do a lot of disrespectful shit. I'm not even going to hold you. Like, and my piece, I wrote a piece two years ago that was entitled Their Daddy. Um, and I will link that below for you all to read so you can get the backstory. So basically, in Dear Daddy, we get into all tea, all shade, and all offense about the relationship with my, with my dad and I and how things kind of happened and where shit went wrong. So for those of you who don't know, um, when I was 11, my parents bought a crib, and I moved to Dallas. Moved to this little suburb in Dallas called Euless. Shout-outs to all my people. Y'all know who y'all are. And I was there for six years of my life, but I lived a double life. So I spent my school year in Dallas, and then I spent um, my summers and my holidays in New York. So I got to live the best of both worlds. And then when I was 17, my pops did some foul shit kind of like foreclosed on my crib, kind of had to move back to New York, 
being the new kid senior year when you feel me you have mad shit going on like you I was about to be editor-in-chief for the high school newspaper like I was going to prom I was doing mad shit with my life and then boom you gotta like just lie to all your friends and tell your friends like yeah, yeah, yeah. like I'm living in New York for the 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 residency so I could get the so I could pay college in-state tuition when no grease your whole body like my pops was out here having a whole affair and then boom like I lost my crib so I didn't have no choice so I guess that's the backstory to it so when P says my father was offensive dude was actually offensive but now that I'm 24 um I guess you could say my relationship with my dad's a little bit different like we're never going to be what we once were however there's always room for growth. There's always room for improvement. My pop still does shady shit on the low that you kind of like got a side eye and be like, oh, what the fuck, bro? Like, I'm a good kid. I'm a great daughter. Like, you feel me? Like, why grease me? I don't know. Is that weird? Saying like, why grease me to my parent? Nah, it's not, it's not weird. Especially since, you know, niggas is grown now. You know I mean? <laughs> so you got to have that real. You got to have that. Yeah, man. You got to throw the bows, man. Whether it's mentally, physically, spiritually, you got to throw the bows. You know what I'm saying? Got to get to the point now, yeah, man. But it's like, besides this, you know, this, you know, the the fucking affairs and everything like that. Got obviously went through his fair share of difficulties. So like, all through the shit he done, how can you still have empathy for the man, whether he had a car accident, whether he had, you know, bad heart conditions, everything? Like, cause like, I understand. I, I went through a similar shit. It's like, I'm gonna got you on my step pops. Yeah. Our house got foreclosed at 12. Yeah, you know I mean? yeah. And then I arrived there enough. The hotel I went to got burnt down three oh, months later. Oh, Jesus, like, Lord. So I'm just on another reflection. So yeah, I feel you. So from figuring out standpoint, like, how? I mean, you're already mm. caregiving enough. There's got to be a limit somewhere, isn't it? I feel like, God rest her soul, my grandmother always taught me to love and love hard. So growing up in the culture of being West Indian, like I can't speak for all West Indians because this this isn't this can't be relatable to everybody. But I know growing up, like the wife is the wife. Like you got the kids, you are a one. Like you first in line. Like so, what if he has five, ten side bitches? You stay. Like you still gonna cook, you still gonna clean, you still gonna be married, you still gonna take care of these kids, you still gonna raise this household. You stay. Um, so the empathy thing fucks with me heavily because I just, I don't know, I'm experiencing a lot of loss around me. And especially with like my friends that have parents that have passed, I know that feeling is just something I just don't want to experience right now in my twenties. Matter of fact, I don't want to experience it period, but we're going to, it's going to, it's going to come a day where, like, I don't have a choice and my parents are going to pass, like, and I have to face those traumas. So I just feel like there's been so many instances where I have almost lost my dad that I'm just kind of like, fuck, like, okay, you've done all this fucked up shit, but I can't lose you because I don't know what that's going to do to me mentally. Because at the end of the day, my father was around and then he did that shit so young. So then now you're coming back around... And it's kind of like, where are we going? What are we doing? How we, you, you feel me? Like how we moving type shit. So I, I have the empathy bone in me because I'm just, 
yo, popular to contrary belief, like, I may be a bitch, I may be, according to Parrish, a gaping asshole, but I still have a big heart and I care about all my people and I wear my heart on my sleeve and I have a lot of love to give, so, yeah. <laughs> you should and should Listen. <laughs> Listen, I'm I'm over you already. Like goodbye. Like I'm totally over you. I mean, I mean, it's important. You know, it's important. Like you said, uh, your pops obviously is supposed to be the figure, and right? The mirror, right? Whatever you're supposed to be expecting. Oh my god. Whatever you choose that intimacy with going further down the road and shit. But yeah, because I ain't getting no intimacy now. So man, listen. Don't yeah. come for my life. <laughs> like, otherwise, you did, like I said, besides the empathy, you actually took time to, at the end of your article, to pin out like an actual time, letter. Like an actual yeah. letter. Yeah. And, and, um, and I can, and like you said, at least your pops was around. Cause, like, right. Because my was murdered. So, oh, shit. Yeah, I can, I can understand that completely. You know what I mean? And, I can relate to that letter too, because like, cause my sister, though we used to live in Connecticut, they literally pinned out a letter to my stepmom, which was their father, and they literally said, yo, like, I love you, but you're going with mommy, man. Like, yo. Mind you, they're like 10 years old, you know what I'm saying? Damn. For so, real? Yeah. Fuck. That's what I'm saying. So I'm like, but I wrote that from the perspective of like 17 year old me, uh, not necessarily 11 year old me. Nah, but still, it relates within the same realm. Like, That's true. Whether it's hurt, yeah, a woman that is hurt by somebody mm-hmm. that's supposed to be care forgiving and right. not unconditional. Right. So I'm like, how in the hell is, no matter how much love you did, because Lord, that shit is rare as fuck these days, <laughs> how is that possible? Yeah, I feel like I ain't gonna hold you. I feel like my parents take advantage of the fact that I'm a damn good daughter. Like, I don't give them any reason to not feel like I'm not a good daughter. Like, I go to work, I take care of my bills, I stay out of trouble, I do everything that is fucking asked of me. Like, I try to stay out the way. And I don't know, like, sometimes I sit down with my dad and I have these talks with him and I'm just kind of like, yo, you still don't get it. Like... I didn't have to forgive you. I did that out of the strength and and my peace. Because I never really got... You know what's so crazy? Last summer, I went to my pops and I said to him, like, you never apologized for the shit that you did wrong. And I feel like that's where a lot of fathers fuck up at. They fuck up and then don't apologize for the fuck up. So explain to your daughter how... You fucked this whole shit up. And the best apology you want to give her is, if you got hurt, I'm sorry. What the fuck does that even mean? Like, what is a, if you got hurt, I'm sorry. It should be, I hurt you, I'm sorry. You know what I mean? I In Rupi Kapoor's book, um, Milk and Honey, she wrote a poem and it was like, a father, a daughter should never have to beg her father for a relationship. And that shit hit me in my stomach. Because I'm like yearning for this man. And I feel like women with daddy issues end up turning out to be type A. Not all, but most that I know turn out to be type A because we have to be so self-resilient. We have to learn how not to depend on a man because we didn't have a man to show us right from wrong. Like 
my relationship for four years, for example, this nigga was ringing me through the mud. Like, I'm talking, like, you creeping in and out of rooms, you doing whatever the hell it is that you doing, and I'm still sticking with you. I'm sticking with you. Why? Because this is what I know. Like, all right, cool, this is my man. I know he doing some fuck shit right now, but I got to stay, and I got to hold on to that. When in theory, like, it should never be that, but that's unfortunately what it was. And, like, at the time that I needed my pops to teach me right from wrong, he wasn't teaching me right from wrong. You know what I mean? Like, I was watching him do his bullshit. And it was going, it was happening to me at the same exact time. So, because of that, I never really had a good example of what a good boyfriend should be or what a good man should be. Because you know how they give you that whole spiel of, the man you should marry should emulate your dad. No, 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 no. I love my father, but no, no, <laughs> no, 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 no. We can't, we can't. <laughs> I can't marry a man like him. And then being so type A, I hate yes men. So if you yes me to death, I'm going to get bored with you very quickly. Actually, some of you know that <laughs> by now. <laughs> no shade. I mean, actually, all shade. So yes. Some of you know, I'm going to get bored quickly and I'll dub you and then you text me like I miss you. And I'm like, oh, this is awkward. <laughs> so, I mean, I'm, I'm so used to not being like dependent on a man and I do everything myself that and, and this whole oorah, like I'm pro woman, I'm so independent. Yo, sometimes that shit get tiring. Like, sometimes I need a man. Like, sometimes I want a man to do shit for me. Like, you feel me? But I don't know. So I don't, maybe I'm just too much. I've choked it up to that. Listen, like, I always tell you, I'm cool with being the fine-ass auntie that travels, got a hella money, and got a different man every time you see her. I'm totally cool with that. And I don't know why you laughing at that. Like, I'm so serious. Like, if I don't have a, if I'm not married by 35, like, I'm totally Gucci with that. That's reasonable. That's reasonable. That's reasonable. Because, <laughs> like, because 35, you got to then, on top of that, you got to leave that gap for the ovaries for kids because they got that 10 year stretch. You know what I mean? Yeah. I said, if I'm not popping one, I'm by at least like 32. Like, yeah. I feel it. I respect the process. You feel me? Like, I, mm, I don't know. My ovaries been jumping real hard lately, though, because I was like, ooh. <laughs> I have baby fever. There's so many babies around me. Like, that new baby smell. And then I'm like, yo, you actually got to raise this shit, Nikita. Like, you can't just <laughs> drop it off and be like, here. You feel me? Oh. Shit. That was definitely all shade. But, I mean. I don't know who you don't shade at. But, but you're galvanizing all this from 17 to 22. Something also happened. At 24. Oh, God, yo, 24. Yo, can you believe, like, I've only been 24 for, like, what, five months? And the amount of shit that's gone on in the last five months has been so fucking wild that I'm just like, what are we on? From the same man that I I swore what? Oh my God, I know, I know. I don't know, I feel like women that 
have issues with their dads like there's those who forgive and move on and and handle that and can push past it but even that's broken down into women that forgive and never speak to them again you just forgiving them for the peace of mind then you got the girl the, the women that are just like yo fuck this like you put me through hell and back i don't need you because you taught me i don't need you which is understandable because at the end of the day I had a mom and a dad for so many years, and then I went to just having a mom. So it's like, your mother can't be your mother and your father. There's certain shit your father gotta teach you. Like, my father needed to teach me about men. Like, my father never taught me how to change a tire. Like, my father never taught me how to fucking change a light bulb. I obviously figured that one out. Like, there was certain shit that I needed my dad to teach me that I felt like once he dropped me off at college, it was just kind of like, yo, all I got to do is keep your bank account fed, make sure you're good, and then that's it. But that's where I have another issue with my pops. Because it's like, you just bought my love. And I feel like a lot of fathers that come back into women's lives after all this time, that's how they cope. This is the period of Okay, don't buy my love. My love cannot be bought. I don't give a shit if you're giving me a $12,000 Cartier love bracelet every, once a fucking month. Must be, nice. Must be nice. Can't relate. I don't care if you're doing that. I need you to be a dad. So I feel like when Nas made daughters, That's my shit. that shit hit me so hard because I was like, when he said the coolest players and foulest heartbreakers in the world, God gets his back. He makes us have precious little girls. I'm looking at it and I'm like, yo, there's mad fuck niggas I know that now have daughters. And you mad that you have a daughter. But you know why you have a daughter? Because you do fuck shit. So now you need to figure out the algorithm. Shit, maybe I don't want my, I don't want my daughter to be with a man like me. So that's the, the game my dad is playing now. Like, I need you to be with this type of man. Like, I want you with this type of person. And I can't take any of that for face value. Because it's like, you didn't even show me that. What the fuck? And I picked that. And at the same time, it's like, you should be fortunate you are that kind of person. Because you could have easily went left. Like, you could have easily been one of these broads on Atlantic or Fulton. Like, like, could have easily been parked out like the Shake Shack, you know, shaking the eagle out this bitch. Like, I don't know. I could have been doing wild shit. That I never thought of, never imagined, never want to do, never feel like I ever need to do. Especially these days, bro. Yo, these days, like. Yo, off the K2. Yo, off the K2, like doing the shrooms, doing the, sp doing, doing the coke. Like, no, I'm not on any of that wave. So, it, it, it's a weird... It's a weird thing. Like, I love my pops. I think my pops is great. I'm obviously going to keep trying to build a relationship, but like in relation to that Nas lyric, I'm looking at my dad and like my dad has three other daughters, like two other daughters. So it's like, there's three of us. You didn't learn and you got three girls and all three girls out of all three girls. I'm the only one that like tolerates your shit. Because the other two got step pops that knew better and stepped up. And then I got you, and I was Princess Nikki for umpteen years. 
And then I got to college and it was just kind of like, yo, fuck this girl. Like, yo, y'all don't even know. My pops dead ass cut me off when him and my mom's separated. Like, <laughs> a bitch was upstate, like, living off the oodles and noodles, like, off the cereal shits, off the Cheney swipes, like, baby boy. <laughs> How you do me like that, pops? And I think it's just so foul that there's so many fathers out here that have such wonderful daughters and they don't even realize the potential and the beauty of the woman that they've missed out on raising. Like, I can't lie, like, my dad ain't really, like, between 17 and 24, that's all my mom. Like, I went through so much shit without him. So when 19 came and he got into his accident, I was in that hospital room begging him. Like, a, a switch flipped in my head. Like, yo, you could have came home and put your dad in a box. So I feel like that's why I overcompensate with him now. I can't speak for all women that have daddy issues because I know there's women who have very toxic relationships with their dads. Like, yo, their fathers either, like, sexually abuse them. So whatever traumas that come from that are a thing to deal with. There's women whose fathers took a picture with them when they were a kid just to say that they took a picture with them and dipped out on them. So they don't even know what that is. But my whole issue is the negative connotation behind it. Like, don't say because my father, quote unquote, DK don't love me, that I'm finding love in all the wrong places through other men. Because that's not the case. That's not the situation. It looks like that, yes. Because I'm dating, I'm going from dude to dude, or as I like to say, I have a starting five, whatever. Little do people know, like, out of the starting five, like, I'm probably only screwing one, and I'm texting the other four. That's dating, though. People don't know the difference. Basically. Or, or better yet, for all you know, the starting five, I'm not sleeping with none of them, and I'm just bored. <laughs> and I'm just texting you. Or, like, you just taking me out, and that's basically that. Like... That doesn't mean I'm trying to find love in all the wrong places. Expensive, Yo, <laughs> why are you coming for my neck? First of all, I didn't get a 20 piece. I got a 14 boneless. All right. I ordered the same shit you ordered. I didn't even get cheese on my curly fries, bro. So, if you ordered the same thing, you know that it wasn't a 14, it was a 20. <laughs> Look at <laughs> it. Yo. Like I said, expensive, yo. But otherwise. Yo, don't, don't come for my expenses. <laughs> all right? I'm tired of you. That's no expenses. I just said you expensive. First of all, hello, sweetheart. You don't pay for these nails to get down. Shout out to my girl. Annabelle at Panabella at Ava and a Ava and Amber's nail boutique. She gonna fuck me up, but it's okay. <laughs> it's, it don't matter. She know I love her because I be shouting her. Do you see these? Y'all don't pay for these. You know how much these cost? These are. <laughs> Yo, these niggas don't want to pay for shit these days. They be like, what? <laughs> pay for your nails? <laughs> are you okay? Like, listen. I like to say this. If I te- if you text me and you ask me, oh, you got a nail appointment, ah, this, that, the next, and the third, I'm going to let you know right now, like, mm, don't ask me to pick out the color if you're not paying for it. 
And I'm not cheap, my nails are expensive, okay? I get a gel builder, a full set, or depending on, I could be getting a little filling or whatever. And then I gotta, you know, design them out. You feel me? What? And my hair, y'all don't even wanna know how much I pay for haircuts, all right? So, <laughs> cash at me that coin. My cash tag is dollar sign Nikita, N-I-K-E-I-C-A. All right, how at me. Well, then it's off. Obviously, as one of the few guys in the room, what was your advice to be in terms of the situation you went through and, like, damaging, like, criticism? You trying to say damage, how you handle damaged goods, right? No, right? God damn, relax. Because that's what you was getting at. Well, anyway, yo, listen to me here. That's what you was getting at, Parrish. Not even. And, no, like, obviously, like, you should slippage. So, as a guy, how do you properly handle in terms of because there's no real guide with the parent period like I don't give a fuck who they are this, there's only rights and wrongs you know what I'm saying so as terms of bringing up a, a daughter or a young woman in your perspective what would your advice would be be patient do not lie do not hold anything back like actually listen to everything Pay attention to everything. Don't overanalyze shit. I'm not saying that, but pay attention. If, even to the minuscule shit. If she says, dad, I like my fries seasoned this way, pay attention to that. Dad, I like this type of dude, or I like this type of dress, or I like this type of girl. Pay attention to that. Pay attention to your daughters. Because at the end of the day, we women, we gotta take care of the fucking world. So you know what? Cherish us. I think that's the best way to end it. But I'm Nikita. I missed all of my babes. Thank you for being with me and holding me down and loving me unconditionally. I love you. This is Mood AF. And I'm going to be back soon.